Good morning, everyone. It is the 1st of November. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Alex Byrne. The COP26, or UN Climate Change Conference, opened yesterday, and world leaders will be gathering for their meetings in the early part of this week, although with notable absences of the leaders of the big polluting economies, such as China and Russia. Third quarter earnings season continued, and US equity markets again hit record highs last week. But both Apple and Amazon missed their revenue forecasts, Alex. Morning, Lorna. They did. For Apple, a fairly weak quarter and weak gains as well. Difficult to gauge, however, if this is demand-driven or supply-driven, given the supply constraint issues that we've got at the moment. The supply impact was much bigger than expected by the market overall. Amazon, a mixed earnings report, guiding much better into the end of the year, and they reiterated their readiness for the big shopping Christmas period and to absorb some of those macro headwinds, building up its inventories into that end of year time period. So far, we've had around 73% of companies reported, 65% of which have been positive, with a further 27% in line, so clearly very, very good numbers so far, with the overall average surprise of those being around 90 percent with financials, healthcare, communications, energy and real estate all into double digit surprises. So clearly a very, very strong market, especially for those sectors. Yes, there were some positive surprises indeed, and not least from Microsoft, which has once again become the biggest company in the world by market cap. And Tesla passed a significant landmark. It did. It was the first car company to have a one trillion valuation, more than every other car company in the world combined, but on reaction to strong revenues, quarter and quarter, but still slightly behind the overall market. But if you consider the current environment we're in, it's not a terrible result, just given the supply issue constraints, especially around semiconductors, of which electric vehicles use a huge amount. Deliveries hit an all-time high and above expectations, so very, very good volume growth overall, surprising the market. Hertz as well, we had a surprise in the middle of the week, which supported the equity price as well. They've announced they were going to order 100,000 cars to shore up their electric vehicle fleet. Impressive. And on the macroeconomic front, we had the US PCE inflation number for September. We did. Again, this is the Fed's preferred measure of inflation, so it's very important to keep an eye on, especially in a week where we've got a Fed meeting. The number came in at 4.4% above the 4.2% last month, and clearly still and consistently above that 2% Fed inflation target. Even in core PCE inflation, which removes the volatile food and energy sectors, it still remained steady at 3.6%, slightly above last month. So again, that inflation is proving very sticky, and that temporary measure is, is more questionable now. The U.S. consumer spending, however, remained very firm despite this, and it's clear that a buffer of savings that was built up during the pandemic has been slightly eroded by this drawing down on savings. So although the underlying elements of that inflation seem to remain fairly temporary, the real issue has always been that this still has an impact on ordinary consumers. And with the removal of support from fiscal sources now turned off and savings being drained, time for transitory to have a more temporary effect on the economy is slightly waning. And yes, we can see that in the US GDP figures, but we did have some quite decent per quarter GDP data from the Eurozone. We did. So quarter on quarter, 2.2% versus 2.1% expectation. Year on year, that gives us a number of 3.7% growth, clearly markedly down from the recovery number last time around of 14%, but a very high number nonetheless and very high historically. France and Spain, both reporting strong numbers, their highest 50 years without taking into account the the pandemic recovery and, and trough, but Spain's the less than expected. Germany continued to struggle somewhat weaker than expected, matching those weaker production and factory data we've had 
recently. This overall narrows the gap to the US and China, taking output in the EU close to pre-pandemic levels, but the shortages and inflation fears still persist as recent 4.1% inflation numbers are telling. Yes, those supply chain issues really have had a knock-on to inflation, but the European Central Bank struck a reassuring note on that at their meeting last week. Slightly so, with the expectation that inflation will moderate through 2022 and then settle below target. This is despite German inflation around 4.5%, reiterating the lack of hikes they want to do in interest rates before 2023. But the market is more questionable. The market doesn't really seem to be buying that. So Lagarde failed to push back against that market expectation of higher interest rates. You can see that in the the hurt that the FX has seen. So hitting one-year lows versus some currency pairs in the last week. That inflation number of 4.1% is the highest that we've seen since the GFC and the market seems to be making bets that the ECB will be forced to reverse course in the not too distant future with two rate hikes expected potentially by this time next year. Yes that's interesting the situation might force their hand there but if we continue with the central bank theme though in the coming week we have press conferences from both the US Federal Reserve and the Bank of England should we be expecting any announcements on interest rates this soon? Potentially and the Bank of England is a very interesting one so there's a lot of mixed messages from the governors recently there. Of course, the recent reduction in fiscal stimulus is there to be contended with, and it's still that information isn't in the data yet to get a reading on. We've also had this recent slowdown in growth, but the BOE is clearly concerned on inflation and hasn't got the worry of stagflation given reasonable employment numbers. So there is potential for a rate hike somewhere in the region of 15 to 40 basis points as a first number, but given it would be one of the first movers in the developed world, it's a fairly uncertain one as well. On the Fed side of things, we expect the announcement of tapering to start and then conclude in June 2022 with the first hike at a similar time perhaps in July with expectations of inflation to remain in place potentially forcing their hands sooner. Yes interesting and it's a big week for data otherwise there are PMI data from around the world any thoughts of a direction there? So we have a slew of PMI data throughout the week. We've already had China's, which showed a drop in manufacturing and services, but servicing still remain in expansionary territory. They haven't really been at the same kind of record levels that we've seen in the US and Europe more recently. In the US, we again expect a drop in manufacturing, but services to remain static, but clearly both numbers still very, very strong. In the European Union, manufacturing to remain very steady across most countries, the same in services, with a few drops in Italy and Spain expected, but again, still at very recent levels overall. And we'll wrap up a very busy week with the US employment data for October. September proved disappointing. How did the forecast look for October? Yes, so in September we had a fairly disappointing number of 194,000. This time around, expectations have risen and continue to be rising to around 413,000, which is slightly ahead of last month's overall expectations before that disappointment. Again, rising recently. The unemployment also expected to decrease slightly. Dependency on people getting back into work, however, given that fiscal support that's been turned off. So there is potential for some upside surprise and some potential for catch-up from last month. But again, it's not unfathomable for the market to being shocked by this number again, just given the behaviour that has to be taken into account of, of ordinary workers. Given the Fed's announcement earlier in the week, though, this data might have less weight than it normally would have. Yes, it will be an interesting week. And thank you, Alex, very much indeed. Thank you, Lorna.